How to Pick Which Books to Read Written by Scott Young, October 2018 I often get asked what my favorite books are. And I struggle to answer this question because implicitly the person is conflating two different questions. One, what are your favorite books? And two, what books should I read? So most of my favorite books aren't personal development books. The best books I've read probably aren't going to be all that great for someone who's in the market for inspiring or useful life advice. The correct, although less satisfying, answer is that the best book is the one that teaches you something important that you didn't already know. Given what people know is different, a book might be life-changing for you and boring pablum for somebody else. The hierarchy of books. Therefore, instead of trying to offer a suggestion of what the best books are, I think the right way to think about reading books is to see them like an inverted pyramid. At the bottom, the best books are those which provide an entry point to a topic. These books are good ones to start with if you haven't read very much or you haven't read much on that topic before. As you go up the layers, the books become increasingly smarter and more nuanced, but paradoxically less helpful. They're less helpful because they're providing increasingly sophisticated distinctions. They dig deeper to build more fundamental pictures of the world and fill in more esoteric details rather than offer straightforward answers to basic questions. The thing is, if you've read enough books at a lower layer, the upper layers are actually really good. They answer deeper questions more thoughtfully than the lower layers will. The problem is that from the vantage point of anyone within the pyramid, the books that are at a level lower than you are are at best gross simplifications and at worst, they're outright false. The assumptions they make and details they gloss over are just too large for them to be taken seriously. However, books at a higher level than yours often feel pedantic. Arguments over minutiae, definitions, and esoterica that nobody in the real world actually cares about. You want a yes or no answer and they spend a hundred pages to say, well, maybe? <laughs> Ascending the hierarchy. The goal of any lifelong learning project, in my opinion, is that you start with the lower levels and you proceed up to the higher ones. A mistaken impression of how knowledge works is that the process of learning or ascending the hierarchy of books is strictly additive. That is to say, you get the same picture you had before, just at a higher resolution. Knowledge just doesn't work that way. As you climb the hierarchy, you get more detail and nuance to your existing pictures, yes, but you also start to realize how many of the assumptions, approximations, or mistaken concepts were underpinning that original picture. Learning isn't just about fleshing out, but also reorganizing the fundamental substructure of what you've learned. So quick example, when I was young, I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad and thought it was a great book. It taught, I thought, about the importance of saving and investing to build wealth. Later, I found critiques that attack the book's pro-real estate active management investing philosophy, which probably aren't best for the active investor. So here's a question. Is Rich Dad, Poor Dad a good book? Well, I still think for the person who doesn't yet have the concept of investing deeply understood, it's a decent one. For the person who has these concepts mastered already, however, the more specific advice in the book is probably wrong enough to be harmful. I don't think there's an absolute answer to the question of whether a book is good or not, independent of where you are in the hierarchy. So what is the hierarchy? The exact books in each layer of the hierarchy is going to differ depending on the topic and background of the person reading it. 
My rough guide, however, in order from easiest to hardest would be first popular beginner books. So these books assume no prior knowledge and are maximally lucid and entertaining. They're probably full of hidden assumptions and flaws, but they communicate their essential idea well. These may be written by an expert, but they are also sometimes written by people known for communicating well rather than for being especially knowledgeable about a topic. So for instance, most self-help books, mass media coverage of a topic, pop psychology would fit in here. Second, specialist books written for a mass audience. These books likely assume general background knowledge, but no knowledge of the subject the author is going to introduce. These are usually written by experts or with the help of experts. So for instance, journalist expert combo bestsellers or mass market idea books would fit into this category. Third, specialist books written for specialists. These aren't meant for mass consumption. You need to understand the field and have significant background knowledge to make sense of them. Yet the discussions are aimed at nuance, since that shared background means you can get straight at the important unresolved questions rather than getting everyone caught up to speed first. So for instance, academic monographs, review papers, textbooks, etc. Fourth and finally, primary research, journal articles, expert commentary. So this is the final level. Now not only do you need to have considerable background knowledge to understand the discussion, you often need to be sufficiently engaged in the community discussing it to know what facts, theories, and ideas are even being referenced. So for instance, individual journal articles, blog articles aimed at other academics, theorists, or other types of expert commentary. There's no shame in starting lower in the hierarchy. Those books are probably going to be the most useful to you and serve as a good stepping stone to later books. Unlearning false, overly simplistic ideas from earlier layers is always going to be present. Ideally, the best books from earlier layers require the least unlearning, but sometimes a book which is super compelling and thus fun and easy to read may be worth a little bit of extra unlearning if it encourages you to read more about the topic at all. There are, of course, books at a lower level which are so profoundly false and misleading that you're better off not having read them at all. These should be avoided, although it's often hard to know which ones are which until you get further up. So expert reviews here can help, but as mentioned, those higher up on the hierarchy often have a harder time separating a flawed but acceptable low resolution starting point with one that is unacceptably inaccurate. Most importantly, however, is to expect that anything you've learned at a lower level might get replaced, adjusted at a higher level as you learn more. If you go into any learning activity with the expectation that knowledge is tentative, then you'll be better equipped to deal with changes which occur when you get to a higher level. As books get higher up the hierarchy, perspectives and theories multiply, and it often becomes harder and harder to say what the right viewpoint is. Things which seem straightforward at the first level become unexpectedly contentious once you dig deeper into deeper books. So which books should you read? So I hope by now you can see that this question is misguided. It's wrong because there is often no best book, but many different ones depending on where you are in this hierarchy. It's also wrong because the correct approach isn't to read the best books, but to read lots of books. The weaknesses that result from reading bad books are overwhelmingly corrected by just reading lots of books. Instead of asking yourself which books you should read, therefore, you should start just by buying and reading lots of books. Most of them won't be life-changing, but occasionally you'll read enough to push up the hierarchy, and when you look down, you will see how much you've learned.
Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott H. Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, and most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website, scotthyoung.com. Thank you.